This is Ballin' with the Bison, your home for everything you need to know about Bucknell women's basketball. Now Johnson right wing, three on the way, good! Allie Johnson rattles home another three. She's got 17, and it's a 63-54 lead for Bucknell. It's a nine-point advantage, the largest of the day for the Bison. Rebound, Tessa Brugler puts it on the floor once, goes up, bucket good, and the foul. Three-point play coming up for Tessa Brugler. Tucker for three, it's blocked by Seppi. Autumn Seppi blocks the three-pointer. And now, here's your host, Joe Vasile. Welcome in to week number six, episode number six, week number five of the season of Bowling with the Bison. My name is Joe Vasile. Thanks for joining us and thanks for sticking around last week. Uh, obviously, there was uh, no show that went down as I was uh, on the road traveling in sunny San Diego, California for the baseball winter meetings. It's not really important uh, to the purposes of this show as there were no games last week for the Bucknell Bison as well. So uh, a whole lot to get to, including a couple of games now, I guess that are two weeks old, George Mason and Drexel. From earlier this month, as Bucknell has ripped off four straight wins, they currently stand at six and three, which puts them in third place in the Patriot League. And in this recent four game stretch, the biggest thing for the Bison and I've said this on air time and time again, it's been the defense and the way that the team has come together defensively. And I know that that is really the big focus for this team, but you just look at some of the numbers over the last couple of games, whether it was 48 points to Cincinnati, 51 against George Mason, 49 against Drexel, averaging, you know, giving up fewer than 50 points per game over the last three and yes, the pace has been slow, which has forced games to be played more in the 50s, 60s, and in a couple of games, the 40s. But also, the defensive efficiency has been off the charts over the last couple of games, and it's really been uh, uh, something very nice to watch. So we'll start just by diving right in to the first game back from Puerto Rico, which was December 4th, a couple of Wednesdays ago at George Mason down in Fairfax, Virginia. And this was a tough test for Bucknell. Is up to that point, they still hadn't won a true road game on the season, and they came away with a 64-51 win uh, on the road against the Patriots. It was a fantastic game for Tessa Brugler. She had 24 points, a new career high, and 10 rebounds for a double-double, her second of the season. Abby Cap hit four three-pointers, and uh, ended up with 14 points in the game, which was good for her. After a couple of slower games in Puerto Rico, she started to find that stroke from the outside again. But also of note was what Bucknell was able to do to Nicole Cardano-Hillary, who we told you was the reigning A-10 player of the year. She was the A-10 rookie of the year her freshman year. She's a junior this year, led the A-10 in scoring with over 20 points per game last year, was averaging about 19 coming into this one, and Bucknell held Nicole Cardano-Hillary to just 10 points on 2 of 10 from the floor. And even in talking to Trevor Woodruff after the game, he was a little, um, I don't know if annoyed is the right word, but he's 
kind of said along the lines of, well, we get, let her get open a couple of times and she burned us. You, you know, you're not going to shut anybody out, but he felt that the team did a really good job defensively against her. And we had a chance to catch up with Tessa Brugler, who was named the Patriot League's Player of the Week for her efforts against George Mason and Drexel. Uh, we had a chance to catch up with her and get some thoughts on what's been uh, fueling some of her good season and uh, in typical fashion, heaped all the praise on her teammates. Um, I think that we're just finding the openings in um, our offense, and I think we're working through that. We're working inside out. We're getting good post touches inside and getting really good kickouts for three. So I think that overall we're, we're really playing well together as a team. That was Tessa Brugler uh, post-game after the game down at George Mason. So after that win, Bucknell was 5-3 and three on the season, and they returned home to Soika Pavilion for the first time since the Temple game. That was on Sunday, December 8th, the last game before finals, to take on the Drexel Dragons, a team ranked number 21 in the College Insider Mid-Major Top 25 poll. They had a player, Bailey Greenberg, averaging 22 points per game going into that contest. And Bucknell, again, on the defensive end, would almost take her completely out of the game. Now, the final totals show Greenberg with 16 points, but she got those 16 points on just 11 shots, which was the fewest shots that she's had in a game this season. And Drexel's weakness going into that one was really one that came back to bite them within the game, and it was that the secondary scoring has been so inconsistent for the Dragons. If Bailey Greenberg's not getting her points and putting up 22, 23, 24, 25 points, it's going to be tough for the Dragons to win games. And they weren't able to win that one as Bucknell ran out to a 60-49 to victory with well-balanced scoring. There were four players finishing in double figures. Bucknell has four players averaging in double figures in terms of points per game this season. After that Drexel game, uh, as we currently stand now, Ellie Mack had a great game after a couple of down games in a row against Cincinnati and George Mason offensively. She came back with 13 points, 9 rebounds, and impressively 6 assists. A real stat sheet stuffer day for Ellie. Tessa Brugler, her second straight double-double, 10 points and 11 rebounds. And Allie Johnson, who had been struggling from the floor uh, for a couple straight games, really dating back to late in the month of November, she broke out against Drexel, 15 points on 5-for-7 shooting from the floor in that game. And Trevor Woodruff, with a four-game win streak under his belt, had this to say about the Drexel game, but really it could apply to any game throughout this streak. Well, give, uh, I want to give them credit, first of all, I told their coach. I, I thought they were as hard to prep for as anybody we've played all year. The amount of stuff that they run, uh, their execution of screening and slipping is outstanding. Very difficult to guard. Uh, that's a good basketball team. But yeah, I thought our kids were, were tough enough, uh, were smart enough today, and we played well enough together, which is always what we want. And defensively, we weren't perfect. We missed some switches, and they made us pay for it. But again, just enough. I thought we rebounded really well. They didn't get a lot of second-chance stuff. Um, so really just an overall really strong effort from our kids. Tough, smart, and together. That is the TST way for this Bucknell Bison team in the 2019-2020 season. Tessa Brugler was named Patriot League Player of the Week on December 9th for her efforts with those two double-doubles in the last week. It's the first Patriot League Player of the Week honor for a Bucknell Bison player here in the 2019-2020 season. Obviously, with no games this week, uh, Tessa will not have a chance to repeat uh, when the Patriot League announces 
the Player of the Week honor a little bit later on today if you're listening to this podcast on time on Monday, December 16th. Our guest on the podcast today is Bucknell assistant coach Taylor Coleman. Coach Coleman is in her first season as an assistant with Bucknell. She comes to the Bison from the University of Scranton, where she spent the last two years as an assistant under Trevor Woodruff. And that's kind of where we start things off with her talking about how the transition has been from the U, as they call it up in Scranton, here to Bucknell. Um, I would just say for having a bigger staff and having more help, um, the fact that I don't have to worry about everything and having other people to support is a strange transition, but it's really nice that I can focus on basketball and be more specific in my role. Um, and I couldn't ask for a better group of staff to work with, and I'm excited to be here. Yeah, on that thing that you just said about your role with the team, I, I know obviously assistance, you, you do a little bit of everything and you kind of have your role. What are generally the things that you're focusing on on a, on a week-in, week-out basis? Um, so we all have some our roles in recruiting. Uh, we have designated uh, prospective student athletes that we work with consistently. Um, and then I work uh, pretty much with the guards, specifically point guards. And then for recruit or scouting purposes, um, I handle personnel and uh, baseline and sideline now. So when you talk about working with the guards, how, I guess, talking with Marley Walls specifically, taking over as the starting point guard this year, what's kind of been the growth process with her throughout the season? It seems like she's really starting to settle into her role on both ends of the court the last few games. Mostly with her is just confidence. Um, she played behind a terrific point guard, so she definitely saw the leadership skills that she needed and had good quality minutes to get her prepared. Um, and now it's just being under control, understanding the offense, so she can really be the coach on the floor, help direct people, and then she's key for us defensively as well. So if she can set the tone and take a tougher guard, um, that makes us a better team. Yeah, I was going to say, over the last couple of games, specifically against Cincinnati and George Mason, the defense has done really a terrific job and not only shutting down the team, but the opposing team's leading scorer coming in. Today with Drexel, Bailey Greenberg averaging 21 a game. How do you try to limit her or, or at least slow her down enough to be able to make sure that she doesn't go out and necessarily light it up from the floor? Yeah, she's a terrific player. So for us, it's just uh, trusting our principles on defense. We have a couple tweaks here and there about just limiting her touches. So if she is one pass away, maybe making it a little bit more difficult. But it really is with our defensive style. It's five-man um, working it together. So if she's trying to post us up, it's on the guards to pressure the ball to not make it easy. And then really with her, we've got to make sure we don't foul because she's terrific at getting to the foul line. So if she's getting those extra points on top of her average, it'll be a long game. So if we could just be under control, communicate, play together, um, it should be a good one. You've coached uh, around a couple of different places. Just for people who maybe though don't know your background, great basketball player at DeSales. You coached there for a little bit. I believe you coached under Jim Reed mm -hmm. at Susquehanna for a couple job. of years yeah. as well. What was that experience like now working with Coach Reed again, both in an assistant role here at Bucknell? Mm -hmm. Coach Reed is awesome. He has such a great mind of taking in every little detail um, and he sees di things differently which I always love getting someone's pers uh, different perspective um, so it's been great I loved working for him um, he was a great first uh, boss and now coming back together and being assistants together it's been awesome uh, was the transition for you or at least the decision for you to make the leap from Scranton and, and kind of leaving what you had been there the last couple of years to come here was was that a difficult one for you to make or, or kind of what all went in with the with the thought process for yourself um well I 
talked with Coach Woodruff. Um, I kept going back and forth about when do I pursue a head job. Um, I always told him if I could get into the Division One level to try it first, I would love to do that. Um, and to be able to keep working under a coach like him, um, it's just been something that I couldn't ask for anything better. So it was tough leading um, the girls and who I worked with at Scranton, but personally and to keep coming with coach and to find something different, um, it's been amazing and I'm just so thrilled to be here. So that is kind of the ultimate goal is to eventually move into a, a head coaching job somewhere? Uh, potentially. I'm not in a rush. I really just take it day by day. I love being an assistant. I love where I'm at right now. So I, I don't know. We'll see where the future takes us. Where do you feel you personally are, are trying to grow the most as a coach? Um, I would just say just, you know, being confident with my voice, really just getting more well-rounded. Um, you know, assistant is something special where you can always have a different type of relationship with the players and then you always have your coaches back. Um, so really it's just learning from the people I'm working with, um, you know, between Coach Woodruff and then Coach Reed and Coach Mazzani. I couldn't ask for people who've had such great history and backgrounds. Um, so I just try and soak in as much as possible. And I'll give you a softball here for the last one. Is there a player on this Bucknell team that maybe reminds you of what you were like as a player back uh, a couple of years ago? Ooh. Um, <laughs> I would say Marley because I was definitely more defensive-minded first, um, kind of leader of the team on the court, and then really just being a facilitator for others. Um, I think she's growing into her role of being more of a scoring point guard, which is great um, because she can get to the rib. She's tough to guard. Um, but, yeah, I that's who I would pick. <laughs> Thanks so much to Bucknell assistant coach Taylor Coleman for joining us here on this episode of Ballin' with the Bison. Over the last couple of weeks, not really a whole lot of, well, eye-opening games across the Patriot League. One thing to maybe just stick a bookmark in and remember for later in the season is American defeated Radford uh, yesterday on Sunday, December 15th, 59-55. That's a Radford team that was pretty good uh, last season out of the Big South. They, much like American, are a little bit down this year. But for an American Eagles team that had really taken its lumps at times in the non-conference, I mean, they had lost some games by 20-plus points to opponents that maybe you wouldn't have expected American to beat, but at least hang with a little bit better. Uh, maybe that is a sign that American is starting to get its feet underneath it and hit its stride here in the month of December, uh, which obviously can only be a good thing for the Eagles heading into the start of Patriot League play next month. Some interesting games on the docket uh, for the rest of this week outside of the world of Bucknell. On Thursday, Navy is at home against George Mason at 7 p.m. As George Mason's played a lot of Patriot League teams this year. They played American earlier this year and beat them by 18. Now they're going to take on Navy. And again, it, looking at common opponents, not necessarily the perfect litmus test, but at least it should give us a, a general idea of where the mids are right now. They've had a couple of good wins. Uh, keep going back to that Clemson win on the road uh, earlier this year down in South Carolina, but going up against George Mason, uh, a team that, again, I think uh, can at least give us a little bit of an indication about what Navy is looking like right now. And then on Saturday, Lehigh is going on the road to take on the Minnesota Golden Gophers at 1 p.m. Uh, that should be an interesting matchup against a uh, Power 5 team on the road. And I do not envy Lehigh 
having to go to Minnesota on December 21st. Uh, it's going to be cold enough in central Pennsylvania. I can only imagine what it must be like uh, up there. Bucknell will also be in action for their only game of the week on Saturday, December 21st, when they're on the road in Loretto, Pennsylvania, taking on the St. Francis University Red Flash. SFU is currently 2-7, but that record will be different by the time the Bison roll into town as they have a game on Wednesday night against the Liberty Flames at home. St. Francis just a couple of years removed from an appearance in the NCAA tournament. And in fact, they've won 12 Northeast Conference tournament to get to the NCAAs since 1996. However, SFU is way down this year as they lost Jess Kovach, a two-time Northeast Conference Player of the Year to graduation after last year. And they're a team that it's really hard to know what to make of them. They've played an incredibly tough schedule this year that features Virginia Tech, West Virginia, South Florida, Florida Gulf Coast, and Duquesne. Uh, all teams off to really, really strong starts this season. And uh, they were picked second uh, in the Northeast Conference preseason poll behind the unanimous preseason favorite in Robert Morris. A couple of players to keep an eye on for St. Francis. Carson Swagger is a junior guard, and their leading scorer averaging 11.4 points per game and 3.5 assists per game. And junior wing Haley Thomas is averaging 10 points and 4.7 rebounds per contest for the Red Flash. Those are the two leading scores, the two players averaging uh, in double figures for St. Francis U this season. That game will tip off at 2 p.m. out in Loretto, which is just outside of uh, Altoona, Pennsylvania, out in the western part of the state. We'll have pregame coverage starting at 1.45 p.m. on the Bucknell Learfield IMG College Sports Network. Tune in radio app, WVBU.com uh, for the streaming you can go to 90.5 FM in Lewisburg uh, to catch that call over the air uh, if you're local in the Bucknell area. So that just about does it for us here today on this episode number six of Ballin' with the Bison. Bucknell 6-3, and three, one game this week as they've got just two left before the end of the 2019 calendar season and the beginning of Patriot League play on January 2nd already up in West Point, New York, taking on the Army West Point Black Knights. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be on a seven-day break. We hope you join us Saturday for the game. Till then, I'm Joe Basile, and this has been Ballin' with the Bison.